1: You know, yeah. I, I thought the last time we were in here it. that it was the hottest it's ever the been here, but I'm pretty here. sure today is the hottest. And I can tell by the level of Sal's oiliness on his face. <laughs> Do I have extra oiliness <laughs> yes,
0: Am I that shiny? It's it's actually hurting my Adam eyes. Adam has
2: you rosier know, cheeks than normal. No, too. this
0: this makes sense because I was, today, among all days, Adam has been looking yeah. at me more. I smell than like normal. pork. And let me tell you why <laughs> I don't know what that means. And I figured out why Adam's looking at me more than normal. I thought he was just paying attention. The reality is, I'm so shiny, he's looking at his own fucking reflection <laughs> so you can see his own face.
1: <laughs> <gasps> that's the so, way checking myself out so and doing it. his hair Oh, God. Doug, help us, please. Yeah,
3: we do have shirts to give away. Oh, that's what
1: we're doing. Of course. Who wants do. a
3: shirt? Who wants a shirt? Shirts for everybody. No,
1: shirt no, it no, up.
3: No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> we got uh, 13 reviews this last week. Pretty oh, strong. Oh. That's Pretty strong. Bad. But Ooh, guess that's what good. I, I'm going to do today?
0: It's like Adam's deadlift. It's pretty strong. Yeah, pretty <laughs> strong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen it.
3: <laughs> not it's a, too bad. It's, a, it's impressive. It's just, okay. It's you okay. You can't okay. use my yeah. shit against me, You can't do that. You just... It's but funny. uh I'm I'm gonna really motivate the audience out there Uh-oh. by giving away Uh-oh. five shirts today. Oh, wow. 13 we, reviews, five shirts. What are we made of money? Uh yeah, we are as a matter of fact. Boom. <laughs> okay.
0: That was such a well, that was, that was such an asshole laugh afterwards. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're printing it as you <laughs> <we> speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So five shirts. Uh let me read them off. We have scabby mix McS-
2: Every time, exceptions. You
3: purposely picked. Okay, wait, wait,
1: wait. Hold on. Before you go any further, yeah. Are you even reading these reviews, or are you just picking the coolest names? Uh, I'm just picking cool you want to <laughs> read them
3: no you're no leaving. they're always great names right, I mean right. I, everybody just comes up with the greatest thing for their okay you're actually
2: reading these reviews and picking good reviews. yeah no of course okay. of course right. oh, yeah, yeah so, you've read yeah. these reviews right of yes course. of course okay. Okay. otherwise we'll get like <laughs> anal clown flyers 5000 or something <laughs> you know and we're like no we're not picking you Justin <laughs> how did you know Justin I the next one that. is like, <laughs> that was <the> next <laughs> one. where'd I you come up with that I
3: don't know that was so left field I had to you put
0: anal and clowns in the same
1: name
2: flyers
0: (laughs) flyers it sounds like a trapeze act (laughs) maybe it is i was just
2: thinking all my fears am i going to get through this today sorry 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 sorry, 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 sorry. okay we got gotcha
3: red okay josh 26 totally not original no (laughs) lauren ashley (laughs) crow (laughs) hold on i want to take josh's back
0: no no (laughs) lauren ashley crow
3: (laughs) yeah and zach frymoyer
0: Okay. All of you. That sounds real. Winners.
3: Winners. You get a t-shirt. Yes. At iTunes at MindPumpRadio, no, MindPumpMedia.com. That's where you need to send your iTunes name, your shirt size, and your address, and we'll get that shirt right Whoa, out to you. Say
1: that again, because you said doc. What what you, what was the email you sent to? iTunes at MindPumpMedia.com.
0: That's the email. By the way, the shirts can also be worn as a loincloth.
1: Mm. Indeed. F-Y-I. That's right. That's right. Pretty sure Doug will give you two if you send him a nude pick, also.
0: Don't do
3: that. <laughs> no. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. When
0: I was a kid, I always imagined. What how like what how hot the sun was, like what does it feel like? But I no longer I no longer have to fucking imagine. Dude solar flares.
2: I know it's um, like Yeah, frying my skin.
0: It's pretty hot in here, Doug. Doug,
1: what do I have to do to get? Can you maybe you can give me the email address to the lady that is responsible for this, this so I can talk to her. Sure,
2: mm, I, I think she this probably thing, lives on Venus. I
1: know we're not here for what another two months at tops or what about That do but, you think our do you think our landlord listens to our show? Ah, uh, dude, dude, she better fucking turn this shit down because I'm, it's getting fresh, and we're getting ready
3: to head, head into it. turn
0: down for what? <laughs>
3: we're ready. No, no, for, sorry. What's gonna happen is the AC is gonna kick on here in another month or so. Uh, and we're gonna be freezing ourselves. Yeah. Is is this?
1: How it's is, either sweaty balls I'd or stiff take, nipples. I'd probably
2: take that. Doug, how is this. our
1: how is our lease set we up would here? Be really we be very alert. Do we do we pay pg e or is that like part of the whole thing? No, it's all part of the whole thing. Okay, I'm so, I, so I'm bringing do. our portable AC, bro, and we're fucking turning that shit on this yeah. whole time. Oh, and you
0: know what we should do since it's all so, included? Fuck it, just leave the lights on. You guys on all wonder all the the, hum- hum- the humming sound I'm <laughs> down
1: in the next podcast coming up. Doug's like cringing right now.
0: It's not Doug's vibrator.
1: It's like, heavy. he's like, yeah. heaven forbid
2: that. Oh, that's- speaking of that, dude, there's this new product. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah, there's this new product. Remember when we talked about the foam roller that had the vibrator on the inside? Yes. There's a new one now. And it's like super powered. It's like 200 bucks for this thing. And it's a foam roller that vibrates? It's a foam roller, but it's like legit, dude. I, I laid on it and, <laughs> you know. You used it? Got crazy with it. And it literally, dude. Did you foam, foam roll your glutes? Yeah, for sure.
0: So it, the whole thing, but know, So it's legit. Does it make a difference? Like, does it break up it adhesion? It feels. More?
2: It definitely feels like uh, one of those massage chairs that like has like is real powerful. Mm. So you can sit through there, and then I mean, it's functional. You can get through all these same like f- foam rolling uh, positions. We'll have Adam do like a, like a little yeah. bonch rolling on you it. You totally should do it, like Adam. Do you under, do you know where the bonch bon- is?
0: <laughs> I've never heard that term. You man. never heard of the uh, the, bon- the bonchial plexus? Yeah. Could you point that out to me, yeah. please? Uh- <laughs> Circle use my, it on a graph. I'm going to use uh, Justin's index finger to point it out on
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This one's so stinky. Stop
2: it, it tickles. <gasps> <gasps> Is it the motherf- choir? <laughs> it's
0: a motherfucking choir? It's
1: the motherfucking choir. Quick, quick, quick,
2: quick, <laughs> Damn. Lay it down, Douglas. It lost its power. It, did. it has. You know. I'll make up a new one next time. It a dying time. bird. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> All right. Colin Saylor is asking tips for static stretching, do's and don'ts. How long should you do it? The and do's so on? and the don'ts, the
1: do's and the don'ts. Well, there's three types of, or there's not three, but there's three main types of stretching uh, that you would do. Static would fall into the corrective uh, type of stretching. So static or corrective stretching. And then you have active stretching. Then you have dynamic and they each have different protocols and different times or different places that you would utilize them. Static, since it's uh, considered corrective, this is when you're trying to work on an imbalance on your body. So, uh, one, you have to hold a static stretch for it to be effective for at least thirty seconds uh, to a minute long. Um, and you would want to you wouldn't want to do static stretching. This is something that was I think we've talked a little bit about on the podcast, you guys. Where uh, we probably did this before in the past to our clients before they started a personal training session. Never would I do that again now, knowing understanding it uh, the way I do now. And, you know, you don't want to static stretch or correctively stretch somebody uh, before they go work out. Other than that, because it's a a postural deviation or an imbalance that you're trying to work on, you're trying to stretch out something that is overactive. Uh, as much as you possibly can, uh, you're trying to correct it. You're trying to fix it. So as many times throughout the day, the only time I would say you don't want to do it, uh, would be right before you get ready to, you know, do something explosive or do Mm -hmm. any sort of, uh, training or sport right before.
2: Yeah. They're finding like these time links and all this stuff are, are pretty irrelevant when uh, if you look at how long, how long, like the 32nd, like, uh, I mean, I I think, I think that more applied to like compression though. I, I retract that actually. Like because yeah, there's their roll, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I wasn't talking about the yeah. We're talking about static stretching still.
1: Because in in order for the Golgi tendon to release, it takes right. a, it takes a good what I believe fifteen to thirty before that happens, and for it to really go into its. Cre- Otherwise, it's kind of like you're taking a rubber band and you're kind of just doing this. Which is great for getting blood flow, circulation, you know, a little bit of elasticity to it, but for it to actually go into corrective work and you're trying to well, here, here's what static, elongate the muscle. Well, right? here's what static stretching right. is doing
0: because there's been some revelations and really what they're attributing the increase in flexibility from static stretching uh, the is muscular it, side. It, to it? it's all about the central nervous system. It's yeah. not yes. that you're making the muscle somehow more stretchy. Right. Because think about it this way. I could take you through a static stretch for your hamstrings. And you're going to have more flexibility uh, after 30 minutes of stretching, um, and it'll go away once we stop. After you know, by tomorrow or the day after, um, but right away you get you get more flexible. Now, does that mean that we've elongated your hamstrings? Does that mean that we've somehow made the hamstring more you know stretchy? No, it's the central nervous system learning to relax. And I have, mm. and here's something I've never done this, but I would mm. love for somebody who's a, a surgeon or somebody who's Ever dissected cadavers to maybe uh, chime in. I wonder how a if you take the muscle off a dead person before, let's say, rigor mortis sets in, how flex, how stretchy it really is. Yeah, because I would venture to say that a lot of the flexibility, if not all of the flexibility, you get, it's like predetermined. Really, is is a function of your central nervous system, and this is why static stretching makes your muscles temporarily weaker. Like Adam was saying. You don't want to do long static stretches before you work out for the most part because you're literally telling the central nervous system to chill out. To relax. Mm-hmm. And 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 that could potentially lead to injury because there's a reason why your central nervous system makes you tight and it's because it's preventing ranges of motion that you may not have strength in or it's to right. keep you real tight and stable or whatever. Um, and the, the second reason is you just get weaker, so you're not as strong. You want to do your dynamic warm-ups before, before your lifts. Now, again, uh, like Adam's example, if I'm trying to get a muscle to get out of the way, for example, let's say I'm working on uh, scapular retraction or sh- pulling my shoulder blades back. Let's say I'm doing a cable row and I have forward shoulders and I want to squeeze my shoulders back and my chest is just super tight, I may want to do static stretching on my chest just to get it out of the way Excellent so that it's point. not That's giving ex- me... Excellent
1: point. There, yeah. there is a place where you would incorporate right. Yeah. Great point right there. I didn't even consider that, that you would do that. Because you would never do that before you go do a chest press. You would never want to re- no. send that signal. But no. if you're working the antagonist muscle and you're having a hard time being able to get into the, that neutral position... Now, that, that all
0: being said, there's also some science to support static stretching in between heavy sets for... A different kind of muscle signal to build more muscle, mm-hmm. and here's the deal: it's an advanced technique. Uh, so here's how the technique works: I, I'm doing, um, you know, chest. I'm doing flies. Uh, after I do my set, I immediately grab a light pair of dumbbells and then sit in the fly position for 30 seconds to a minute. So it's really stretch stretching out my chest. Two things: number one, what's happening isn't so much of the stretch as it's uh, as is um, I'm having resistance at the End range of motion. So as relaxed as you think you are holding those dumbbells in that stretch, the reality is the pecs are contracting to support your arms a little of course. bit. So there's, so there's some science to support that that builds more muscle. So I have people tell me all the time, oh, I've seen studies that show that static stretching in between sets builds more muscle. Well, the studies are done in the way that I just mentioned. If you just sit there and stretch a muscle without trying to contract it in the stretch position, I don't think there's a muscle-building benefit to it other than maybe... Like I said, getting it, a muscle out of the way or you know something yeah. like that. Otherwise, all you're doing is you're you're weakening that central nervous system signal. Um, but that's what static stretching is all about. Look, I could do deep static stretching consistently two or three times a day for a while, and I'm going to dramatically improve my range of motion. But let's not forget increased range of motion without strength within that range of motion is yes, is that's instability. The point I was
2: going to bring up yeah, yeah. like it, even if you're doing like a passive stretch you're not getting the benefit of that neuromuscular connection because when you add that little bit of tension now you know the recruitment pattern is is amplified and so now you're you're telling your body that you need this muscle involved with this movement on a consistent basis and so therefore it's more responsive uh, so a lot of like what they're talking about, like you don't want to get to a point where you're inactive in certain areas of your body. So then these muscles stop responding and now you don't have that support system in place anymore. So. Right.
0: So if I, if like, it'd be like a squat, like let's say I, I have decent flexibility and I can go one inch below parallel on my squat. So now I go and I work on all I ever do is squat one inch below parallel. Right. But what I do now is I go home and I consistently static stretch, static stretch, static stretch. and I increase my range of motion to now I can go down five inches below parallel. However, I never train within that five that extra five inches. I always train within that one inch. I haven't all I've gained is more range of motion, but I haven't gained more stability. Mm-hmm. If I then squat with the same weight that I squat that one inch below parallel and bring it down to that five inches, I'm gonna hurt myself yeah. or the potential for injury is quite high. So the, static stretching should be used appropriately. But you should always. What's more important than that uh, than range of motion is stability and strength within the range of motion you have. That's yeah. actually more important. Well, well,
2: here's here's where a lot of the other new theories come in, like FRC and like these. Different, I was just going to go this way. do Yeah, more. because the the thing is, is that they're they're trying to develop these new techniques, you know, for you to intensify that that signal and that response. So they're going to try and, you know, uh. uh Teach you and guide you how to squeeze and, and, and connect to that muscle and, and put it through the range of motion all the way. So what you're doing is you're keeping tense throughout this entire range of motion, increasing it slowly. Uh, but the more that you, you add this intensity to it, like it, the more you're amping your central nervous system to respond and, and, and prioritize it. So. It's well, interesting.
1: Well, this is—I uh, mean, we we kind of mentioned this before, I believe. Uh, I don't know if you guys still do. I completely eliminated uh, foam rolling and static stretching completely with with myself personally. Um, I I have found uh, doing dynamic uh, and mobility work uh, has showed me all the same benefits that I ever saw from static or uh, foam rolling, and some. Um, in fact, I've seen uh, faster progress from that than I. I felt like. Uh, and this is totally anecdotal for myself, but I felt like foam rolling and static stretching was um, crutching or helping an issue. I felt like the mobility and the dynamic stretching has progressed me. Mm-hmm. Like I like now I have newfound ranges of motion. I yep. feel stronger in those range of motions. Before That's I felt- the key,
2: though. The, the key is that you feel stronger in those ranges of motion because every little step, the, that incremental little step that you can articulate... With the joint is supported, so you know versus you just pushing your leg into a position and then trying to hold it at the end. So you're you're focusing on this this quote unquote lengthening like technique. So it's a total difference.
1: Oh, and, and like I said, mine's anecdotal, but I can I can tell you right now from my experience. Now we're coming up on close to probably a year. Uh, that I've been training this way, where I've completely eliminated the the static static stretching and the foam rolling, and I like I have better flexibility and range of motion in my shoulders and my hips than I have I ever have, and that was the uh, a big game changer for me and uh, like you, there's added benefits aside from just that when you talk about your you're moving you' you're burning calories. try doing a bunch of mobility work or you know a functional type training or using your stick mobility I mean it's it's a it's intense stretching mm-hmm. that you're doing and you're and you're and you're burning some serious calories while you're doing it so I mean and the the neuromuscular side is obvious because you're actually having to move and do and work versus relax and send that signal yeah
0: I, I I personally with static stretching if and I don't do this uh, because I usually run out of time and also because it's not my favorite thing to do but I for static stretching for me the best time to do it is at the end after I'm done with yeah. your work I'm done with my workout
1: You're lubed up a little bit warm
0: exactly do like a 15 minute uh, you know 15 oh, yeah. minute or I would love to do a 30 minute just deep you know yin yoga based type you know static stretches is what I would love to do and then when I enter my workouts and I have increased range of motion lighten the weight and play within those ranges of motion before I decide to you know, push it.
1: Yeah, I just want to be clear too that I wasn't poo pooing, you know, <laughs> static and phone right. rolling. I'm not. I'm not saying you need to throw that shit away. Like it's not useful. Though there's. It definitely has its place. It's very beneficial. So I'm just expressing something that I I have found with myself recently. Uh, I've completely moved away from it for myself. Does I mean, mean, I could
2: that- yeah, and I could echo that too. So that's why I wanted to kind of chime in because it's it like I feel like it's a game changer. Just like you know these other things we've brought up. And, uh, you know, it's going to shift the entire uh, focus, you know, in this respect, as far as flexibility is concerned.
1: Oh, I 100 I percent. I mean, I did a post just recently about this with, uh, you know, here's the thing. And I, I'm telling all my pump listeners, you know, beware. You know, you, the, I see that the importance of, and just like Justin is saying of the, you know, the, the flow patterns, the stick mobility, the, all this, you know, functional type stretching, uh, FRC stuff, you know, this is going to, uh, it's going to be a huge wave coming and you guys are going to see it flooded all over the place. Very mm-hmm. similar to like a functional training was, you know, five, 10 years ago or whatever it was. Uh, and because there's great science behind it it is awesome you know just keep that in mind that when the pendulum begins to swing that direction that you you keep your balance that well, it, there's a place for yeah. it incorporated into your fitness routine right and it is very very solid and is much much so a daily routine for myself but it's only a small portion of everything else that I find yeah because
0: you know what they'll do they'll take it and they'll They'll market it and they'll change it and tweak it and it's already happening. But and they're going to turn it into this new branded ways of whatever. Yeah, Yeah. and it's going to turn into well. And
1: Justin actually, he was the one. Like PNF. Exactly. I was just going to tell you that you were the one that really enlightened me on like you know, fuck, why didn't I even think about that? It's exactly like that. I mean, if that, that PNF stretching has been around forever. I mean, it was in the very first certification I ever got. Mm-hmm. Uh, In fact, they talked a lot about it in that certification. Ironically, I have not seen it a lot in other certifications or talked about very often going forward. But PNF stretching has been around forever. And it's very similar protocol to how FRC and stuff does that. So it's not cutting edge new science. It's You know, a lot of people that are seeing the importance of it and that it's neglected, like we talk about NEAT, this is now going to be something you're going to see more and more. Just be careful, buyer beware. Don't get all sucked into all the gurus that, you know, sort of tell you it's it's the new way of life. Just like what I see, I am a huge advocate of yoga. Do I think it should be seven days a week and replace your strength training? Absolutely not. But I think there's a place for it just like this.
3: Chase Smith is asking, what should fitness look like to the eye? Hmm. I think he's talking about mm. uh, he's, talking about,
0: he's talking about aesthetics, right? How somebody looks uh, appealing. Fitness should look um, healthy.
1: Well, I'm interested to see everyone's views on yeah, this.
0: Fitness should yeah. look healthy and appealing. There are certain things that we tend to be drawn to. Um, you know, wide shoulders uh, in 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 men. Don't be know, scientific particular. about it. I want to hear what you no, think. No, that's what I'm telling you. Well, <laughs> it's
1: not just. It is what I'm. We'll, I mean, we'll bring it
2: back to this. I know science. this
1: guy. He's always got a, He's got his way of like trying to like you know evolu- dude. Evolutionary. No, no, no. no, uh, no naturally- i start.
2: It, it it looks like athletes. That's how I see it. I mean, that's obvious to everybody else. Like I would say that, but I I see it more as like describe grace that in, in movement. Okay, there we go. Grace in movement in 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 having the abilities uh, reflect, like, you know, you know how you look at an Olympic athlete, right? They're not fat, okay? So that's part of it. <laughs> Unless you're an Olympic <laughs> shot putter. Yeah. Well, then the, I'm impressed. <laughs> it, it serves a purpose. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just like strong men. you know, I'm not going to, look down on them for not having a six-pack? Who gives a shit? What? They look like they can move some weight. Well, okay, so you're thinking about
0: performance with fitness. When I think of fitness, he's saying, what should fitness Fine. look like? For me, it sounds like when you look at someone, the average person, you think, wow, well, they look He's going to go the gonna go to health. I'm going to go pure aesthetic. Yeah, of and <laughs> course. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think when, great I, look, question right when there, I look at great someone, uh, do I look at their posture? Um, do they stand tall? Do they have nice, confident posture? Their gait- how their legs are moving when they're walking. Are they moving, you know, uh, what looks like uh, seamlessly with grace, or does it look like they're in pain or they're clunky? I've seen a lot of big buff dudes that walk like shit, and you could tell right there that that doesn't look like fitness to me, for example. Um, athletes don't necessarily, for me, represent fitness. Because I see when I look at athletes, I see extreme forms right. of performance in a particular modality. I, so I, I see, see lots that, of swimmers dude. with forward shoulder. I see lots of runners with very underdeveloped upper bodies. Boxers rounded scapula. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So fitness to me, for me, looks like health. I see the posture. I see their skin. I see how they move. I see their confidence, their energy, their aura. Uh, If you will, definitely not overweight, but not super shredded either. Super, super shredded is is as amazing as it looks. doesn't look um, like fitness to me. A lot of guys can get away with it, but that's because men can carry really low body fat levels, but even guys can get too lean. I've seen guys that are just shredded, and you you see them with their shirt on, and they look like they're dead. They take their shirt off, and you're like, wow, nice six-pack, but when you look at their face, they look gaunt, and they look yeah. they look unhealthy. And for women, that's, that's an even a little bit of a higher body fat percentage. Well, I but, guess,
2: too, it's just really working with what you're given. Yeah. You know, that that was the part of the point. Well, it's not necessarily that it's all high-performance-driven, because, you know, for me, I completely agree with you in every point that you made there, but, you know, if never, if somebody never reaches their full potential, then I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Well, what I feel you, sorry for you. I, yeah. To to piggyback, you back off, to
1: piggyback off what Justin just said about working with what you got, right? With what you, you're genetically, what you were about. Shake it like you make it. So there's two major things that I see. When I see what, what I would consider a fitness, uh, fitness or what fitness looks like to me um, or wh- why I'm wowed or impressed by a, a physique aesthetically. Is the two things I see right away? Number one, posture, you know, which I think pretty Mm -hmm. much encompasses a lot about what Sal was saying about their gait and how they walk, and I mean, all that comes from their posture. If you have very good posture, you typically have a pretty damn good gait. You don't have a sloppy gait, and you have great posture. That was my gait, bro. (laughs) Excellent. So that the 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 posture thing is number one, and then I look at symmetry of their 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 muscle development, but. Not just the same for everybody. And this piggybacks off of what Justin was saying, which I can look at somebody's body and I could see what kind of type of body they, they naturally would have, regardless of what they look like at the moment, whether they're super overweight or in phenomenal shape. I can see your bone structure. And how you're built. And I have an idea of genetically what you're kind of built to look like. And I, I am impressed. And I think fitness is when I can see somebody who looks totally different or what and that could be to either extreme super buff or super lean and ripped. But I look at a body type and I go, oh, wow, I they were they definitely work hard to look like that. And I know that because I can tell I can see their genetics and I can tell what they've had to do to get to that point. That person must be have be living a fit, a fit lifestyle in and out nutritionally and gym to, to put that much work in. And I feel like I'm a little biased because I talk about how I was not built to be a fitness, you know, uh, men's physique guy. I'm not I don't have if you looked at me off the street for sure five years ago and you looked at my body type nobody would go like oh that guy should do men's physique he's got he's got the aesthetics for it or he's got the symmetry for it no like i pride myself on that i'm not somebody like that and it took a lot of work to try and make you see the
0: work you see the work behind it yes Mm -hmm. see when uh, the other thing too we got to ask ourselves like what does fitness sound like what does fitness feel like um you ever hear someone over the phone and they just sound unhealthy you oh, know, you hear their voice. Um, how about this? Here's some other signs of of poor fitness. Um, I'll see, this, <laughs> I'll see this sometimes in uh, in like I'll see this in girls sometimes, where their their hair will be in front of their face, where they'll be hiding kind of the way they look, or they'll be looking down. Or you'll see this sometimes in, in, in younger yeah, boys too. Going to confidence and uh, all this carry, stuff. Carry this all represents fitness. There's yeah. a mental fitness. There's a and what we have to understand is. The, the, the amount of cues that, the, that your brain picks up from looking at someone, um, you have no idea. We, you wouldn't be able to list them. There's so many cues that you pick up that are unconscious before you determine whether or not that person looks appealing mm-hmm. or looks healthy. You've got no idea, which is why some people can be heavy and some people can be underweight and both can look very attractive. There's cues that your brain is picking up I, I on feel, that person. I feel
1: like posture encompasses all of this. Yeah.
2: You know? Posture is part of it, because
0: but but try to quantify trying to quantify it. I mean, it's so difficult. It, it could well, be the
2: smell, right? Uh, it's, it's so crazy that we can identify that just by like, you know, your essence. Someone's posture by their smell? No, I'm talking you about can, how healthy they are. That's oh, true. Oh, oh. I was like, what the Sorry. fuck? What are you but talking about? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like you start smelling and you're like, whoa. Perfect posture. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. You look put together. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you smelling me, so, bro?
0: Oh, what's it? Oh, upper cross
1: in up sure. right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I, I think
0: fitness. You know what fitness scrum, looks scrum, like.
2: Anterior pelvic tilt. I got. I got the answer. You.
0: Fitness looks like healthy. Next question.
3: There you go. <laughs> there, there it is. is. In a nutshell. Yeah. Josh Dusan is asking some of the best methods to stay motivated and mentally strong. Is this one of our blown homies? Yes. That's blown. Yeah. You go Boy,
1: right
0: there. Shout out to blown.
3: Uh,
0: I like to do drugs. Uh, sometimes I feel more. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. It's some of the joke. best
1: methods to stay motivated and mentally strong when, when we're battling like a, a downtime or
0: yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going through some some very stressful times myself uh, at the moment, and probably going to last me a little while. And um, for me personally, here's the deal: uh, I, I made a decision a long time ago, and that decision is that the only thing that could ever decide if I'm going to give up or fail is myself, uh, I could have, I could be on the ground. Uh, you know, l- you'll know, lose my limbs. I could be almost dead. And the only thing that's going to, that determines whether or not I lose is if I admit it. If I say I'm going to lose, if I quit. And so this keeps me extremely motivated during times of, in, in, of you know, difficult stress, like some of the ones I'm going through right now. And a, a few years ago, I had lost someone that was very close to me and that was a very stressful time. And I said the same thing to myself. You know, you for me personally, um, I just, I refuse to lose I refuse to quit, and if that means I need to modify things or whatever, um, then so be it. Uh, mm. I, I use all the tools uh, at my disposal to help me to, uh, to 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 help me win, to help me not quit, to prevent me from quitting. So exercise changes. If I'm very stressed, exercise becomes a de-stressing tool. Reading becomes a de-stressing tool. The food that I eat becomes a de-stressing tool. Um, the way I sleep, the people I hang around with, the conversations that I have, and the research that I do is geared towards uh, helping me come through this situation. Sometimes it looks like, I'll give you an example. Uh, A few years ago, I lost somebody to cancer. And um, one of the ways that I stayed motivated was I just researched because it brings me comfort to read and research as much as possible. The vast majority of time I was researching ways that I could help her. But other times I just researched other things because I found that to be something that kept me on track and kept me from, you know, losing my mind because there's, there, you're going to reach some, some, some times in your life. This is for everybody. You're going to lose somebody close to you or something horrible is to happen. You lose your job. Maybe you're going to, you know, go bankrupt or whatever, um, that you're going to be challenged, uh, beyond what you think you're capable uh, of doing. You're going to be challenged to the point of, of breaking. And, uh, it's your decision. It's really your decision to decide, um, how you're going to break. Um, nobody's invincible, but if you end up, you know, getting to that point where you're going to break, uh, break on your own terms. And so this is just the the type of mentality that I go into these things with. And it's so far it's served me well, but I will say this. I mean, definitely affects me, you know, like anybody, stress will definitely affect me. It affects my sleep, affects, you know, uh, everything. So, um, again, I decide that's, that's what, that's what I do. What about you guys? Hmm.
1: Well, so, I mean, not to be cliche, they say, they say we, uh, there's no such thing as big problems. Only problems that we make big, right? And I, I, I kind of think that's the attitude that we all we all yeah. have. I mean, we all know uh, life shits on us. Um, everybody gets shit on. If you think that uh, you're any different than anybody else, that w- that would be your first mistake. But I also believe that, uh, especially the men. At least I can speak for the men in this room. Uh, the attitude I feel like we all kind of take towards towards when shit when we get shit on is it's it sounds crazy, but I I embrace that feeling, and the way I look at it is I'm not like everybody else. Um, I, I think I'm special and I think I'm going to do something special. And I think that uh, I don't want to compare myself. With, and I think to myself, what would everybody else do? Everybody else would complain about this situation or feel sorry for themselves or let it affect their work life. You know, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to excel in a situation like this. I'm going to find 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 what I what I need to to focus on and use that energy to power me through that and actually elevate it at a time like that, which you know, part of the whole level up uh, hashtag that I remember starting year like sh- fuck three years ago, uh, that was what that stood for was you know understanding when you're in in times like that and learning how to level the fuck up, yeah. um and and it's hard because uh you know like I said everybody gets beat down it's really easy to to look around at you and see everybody else uh, using that as an excuse and then when it comes to like goals as far as whether it be fitness related financially. Um, you know, I said small goals, small daily goals versus focusing on the big goal. If the big goal is that one day you're going to be, you know, uh, to a point where you're financially free and you don't ever have to work, that's a that's a big goal. It's not a goal you're going to accomplish in one day unless you get lucky and win the lotto. Right. So each day you have to make small strides towards that goal. So focusing on those small strides that uh, is going to take you to that long term goal. Is a lot easier than constantly thinking about this huge uh, project ahead of you. And the same goes when I was competing. You know, I don't think about, you know, hey, I'm at, I was at X amount of body fat percentage, and i got 12 weeks, I've got a show, and I all I think about is I got to be at two percent or three percent body fat to get up there. No, I think about what I have to do today's workout, what I have to do tomorrow, and then what I have to do the next day. Like I'm always focusing on what's right in front of me mm-hmm. uh, instead of getting caught up in the the, the daunting goal ahead of me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I could, I could definitely echo like both you guys like uh, as far as like refusing to to lose like just having that that uh, fortitude to just um, I, I I look at it more like um, as I have when I made this conscious decision that I just in anything I do and pursue I don't quit and so if it never happens it's because that that prevented me from uh pursuing it any further, whatever it was. You know, like like for me, uh I've been on really shitty teams where I wasn't even gonna see the light of day. And uh, you know, I just knew it was politics. Like I was on this baseball team. I, I could remember this vividly. And um, you know, fifth, me and my friends grade. Yeah. <laughs> it was in high school dude. Fifth grade baseball me team. and my <laughs> friends were like, yeah. We're we're um the best on the team. Like we were the all-stars and everything, but the coach, he had his son on there and he all his other boys that were playing you know summer ball and they went through the program with him and everything uh they played and so we had to sit the bench my other friends quit i didn't quit that's the that's the first thing the next thing like it's just everything like it just became repetition so i look at it as as becoming tough and mentally tough when life hands you shit is repetitious so if you cannot think of it that way as one ball just hit me in the head fuck what am I going to do? Quit? you going to quit? Are you going to walk right through that? You know, you're going to hit me with a bigger ball. I'm still, I've, I've been doing these reps over and over and over and having in my mind that I'm overcoming all these things constantly. So every day I look at that and I take it with me in business. I look at it as, you know, maybe I had this really awesome idea and I was, you know, working at it to death to get it accomplished. And, you know, somebody along the line cut it for me. You know, I never quit, you know, eventually I'm going to, un. you know, I'm going to sew it back together and put that shit out there. Well, you know? we've mentioned before in the
1: early podcast how this right here, what we're what's happening right now, what we're a part of is uh, a culmination of five, six you know, misses in, in exactly in, 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 for for uh, all of us in a sense. You know, we yeah. we were we were all doing different things, different di- uh, directions. We all had huge visions, and we're working at this, and then oh, the different direction here, oh, that didn't work out so well. Oh, let me do this, and somehow it brought all of us together because that we all have that similar mentality that we weren't going to just fold up because oh, the first idea didn't work out the right way, or oh, I didn't, you know. So I I really believe what's how does that saying go with uh with success with meets uh, opportunity? What do you say opportunity? Oh,
0: Opportunity meets uh, shit. Luck. luck. Luck when luck meets no.
1: When no. <laughs> what is it, Doug? Doug, what You're is it? I think it. it's
3: luck is when opportunity meets, meets hard work or something preparation. That preparation or meets hard work. That effect.
1: Yeah. Oh, some yeah. bullshit like that. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you know we what, did what we not mean. mean. Not get that right. You know,
0: I. I think <laughs> I, I think it's important. I know my
1: form. My form members are going to blast oh, me. They're yeah. going to remember. I, I
0: think it's also important to say this: like being strong doesn't. Uh, sometimes that means uh, being weak. Uh, sometimes it means it's okay Mm -hmm. for you to ask for help it's okay for you to cry it's okay for you to break down it's okay to fail one of the one of the 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 biggest lessons i ever learned thank uh, you for
1: speaking to all our 90s babies for us thank
0: you yeah 90s babies what Yeah. yeah, went
1: right over you right there. Went, no, yeah,
0: that's all the the
1: entitlement kids. You know, what I'm saying that feel like, oh, I need a ribbon in case I fail. I need all this stuff. You still need it? No, no, no. Me, well, well, the reason no, why I'm picking your I, fucking ass up. Well, Let's go. Well, the reason
0: why I'm saying <laughs> that. You know, why I'm saying that because everybody when when the three of us start talking, we start. You know, we're very much like we're go getters, right? We're fearless. We like to talk about you know embracing that you know uh, hard times and taking it on and becoming better. And I think it's important to. Admit to the people listening uh, what that looks like um, on a deeper level. Uh, it, it that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying all that. I'm sounding that way. Part of it is because I'm telling you. Part of it is because I'm telling me. You know, it's not. It's not just me mm-hmm. saying it because this is what I do and it's easy. I'm saying it because I'm telling myself this is how you got to be right now. Yeah. This is what you need to do right now. You need to decide you're not going to lose. And so uh, that means that uh, you know I, I'm admitting to myself that I'm weak. I'm admitting that I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I used to do back in the days is I'd look in the mirror and I'd give myself a mantra, and it's so ridiculous. It's so just to do it, just stand in front of a mirror by yourself and look in the mirror and say "You will win" or some shit like that. Like it's so stupid and cheesy, right? No, it makes a big difference, man. You look in the mirror and it feels kind of funny at first, and you keep saying it. And then you know what? You don't want to let yourself down.
2: Yeah, but when it, you're naked, it's awesome. That's <laughs> that's what I do it. You're I'm massive. I will win. <laughs> you look sexy today to and looks, all
0: the rest. You look
1: sexy today. <laughs> yeah, dude. You yeah. know what though? And I am, I'm rock hard when I'm do that. Oh
0: my <laughs> god. I feel like <laughs> Oh my god. It doesn't work otherwise. No way to just kill you that motivation. You can't you can't say, <laughs> you can't say I'm you, you're going to win. When you're flaccid. Yeah. It just doesn't you just work. You can't. You can't. You, you, you like got to pep it you don't up
2: look everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> you got to pep everything up. You don't look like a winner. It's not that believable. That exactly. <laughs> right. Winners have boners.
1: <laughs> the end. You know what, though? I, you know, and I appreciate you, like I said, talking to the, the 90s babies and stuff like that and making everybody feel okay to cry. But, I mean, I got to call bullshit a little bit on you because I, I know you and you're, you are uh, going through heavy shit. You got a lot on your plate right now. Uh, and I don't see you cry. I don't see you doing that. I see you pick your ass up. I see you show up. Do everything you do every single day, day in day out. You bring hundred percent. Still, you don't break stride. I don't see you texting me or calling me and telling me like, "Oh, feel sorry for me. Oh, poor me." I'm going, "This. Oh, it's the worst well, day of my anybody life." Nobody can do that.
2: Is is the yeah. message right? It's not that. It's not that we're like. I mean, yeah, we're special, but it's 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 a discipline. Yeah, we're i'm saying it we're special we are we are i said it earlier that i'm that's why i'm saying we're all special i'm saying like sal's (laughs) special because he can fucking
1: he can do that well and i think that's the reason why josh is asking this question is he's not looking for us to justify why people should fucking cry and give up i I think he's wanting to hear i'm i'm listening to three dudes that i probably respect and probably have some have, have some experience with success in their life what the fuck do you do well yeah
0: you know but here you you're You got to understand this one thing. When I say it's okay to cry, I don't mean it's okay to cry, sit in the corner, and cower in fear. It's okay to break a little bit, gather yourself up, and then do it again. That's what I mean. Right, right. That's what I mean by it's okay to cry. That's what I mean by it's okay to be weak. You can be weak for a second, then pick your ass back up and go at it again. Because the only thing that's going to kill you is yourself. Yeah. Ain't nothing going to kill you but you. And I don't mean in the the physical sense, a car could hit you and kill you or whatever, but unless you decided... That you're dead, you're not. You're still alive is the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Go cry. All right. We're special. Let's move on. We're All right. special. All right, special We guys. have big egos. <laughs> yeah. Big egos and oh, I was echoing big, what Adam said. Twice
1: in one episode we called ourselves special. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, special this Olympics. Is daily affirmation, but it's on our podcast.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> All right. This special question for you special guys is from Mr. <laughs> JBZ. special. So special. Is food addiction a real thing? And if so, how do you help someone oh, with Hunter, food Hunter, Hunter's let me, percentage. Let me real. tell you something. Food addiction is very real. In it's, fact, uh, we're all
0: addicted. If we all stopped eating right now, we would die from the side effects. No, on a, hey, <laughs> jo- all
1: joking <laughs> yeah. is all joking aside. Food addiction is worse than any other drug addiction that we have out there. One hundred. I'm going to come out there and say some 100%. shit like that. Yeah. We have more of a food addiction problem than we have a cocaine, heroin, and crack issue, for sure.
0: It's more of an. It's the, killing more people. What kills more people than uh, the abuse of food in in, in modern Nothing. societies? Nothing. Nothing. Actually, you could combine everything and it wouldn't even touch uh, mm. what food, what abuse of food does. And that's what it is. Look, How about you, that for an eye opener? That's true. Yeah. When you when you eat poorly, when you look at people Whoa. who are overweight to the point where it affects their health because they constantly are eating too much or, or or the wrong foods or definitely have too much of the wrong foods you're looking at um, it's no different than somebody who's addicted to a drug it's abuse so when they talk about eating too much or whatever think about it this way it's abuse of food and it's something that will kill you and it could kill you in a relatively short period of time you can eat horribly and you know get to the age of 40 or 50 and then hor- have horrible you know chronic disease and you know you should be able to live another 30 years. With good health, yeah. but now you're not. Well, it's um, dangerous
2: about it is that it's it you have like you have to eat, you know. It, it's yeah, you one, can't go cold turkey. You know, you problem. can't you can't identify somebody like you can't like really like describe like specifically what's going on in their body like this moment, right? But uh, it, it's dangerous. It's long term dangerous if you keep these patterns up that you're eating this toxic stuff that that your body is, you know, reacting to internally. Like you're not, you don't see it, you know, initially you'll you'll see it manifest as like, you know, a lot of times that's why we do look at obese, you know, because these are all signs that, you know, maybe your overconsumption is going to lead to these chronic conditions down the road. That's why we look at that as unhealthy. It's not that we're fat shaming. It's not this new wave culture of thinking of like, uh, you you know everybody should just accept everybody that's bigger, or whatever. Like we're looking at health parameters here. We're looking at things that are signs of chronic th- things to come that are dangerous. Well, here's something too. We're so glad about. you said that. It's
0: great. And here's something you should think about too. Uh, are all foods as addictive as each other, or are there other? Are there some foods that are more addictive than others? Are there are there certain ingredients in foods that are more addictive? Hell yes. This is absolutely uh, Adam. Like Adam said, it's absolutely true. Um, and the food industry targets those foods now i don't think the food industry is targeting them trying to get you addicted i don't think that's the goal oh, I, I don't think oh, i disagree
2: no, no no i don't no i don't think uh, they're in
0: a boardroom and they're saying
2: how can we get people that? i think what they're doing yeah.
0: is they're they're testing and they're saying what flavors get people to eat the most of this particular food what don't they don't what they don't realize is indirectly they're targeting foods that are the most susceptible to be addictive things like sugar sugar's easily one of the most addictive substances in food It's so addictive in fact that you could be very full and, and always find room to eat right. something that's sweet it tends to it tends to perk up your appetite and make you want to eat more it's easy it's easier to overeat with sugar than it is with almost anything else so that's just that's just one thing So if one thing that to, so I've I've had clients who've been on the extreme side of obese and who had definite food addictions. And one of the things, two two things that I've done in the past that were successful. And by the way, these are very difficult situations. Like when you're working with someone who's got a real food addiction, this is very very hard. It's like we're dealing with an alcoholic. Well, I was just gonna. Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm I'm reading the question over, and I'm like, you know, how do we how would we deal with someone like that? You're. <sighs> It's no different than if I was dealing with somebody who was addicted to cocaine. You know, you couldn't just cut them cold turkey and say, oh, you're somebody who eats like this. Now I want you to be on this meal regimen like Mm -hmm. that. And and then the next thing is they have to want to. Yeah. If you just if you have someone who nailed it. Yeah. If you got somebody who's doing coke and they have no intentions of stopping and you think you're going to come in and get them to stop. You're an idiot. You know, the same thing goes for a food addict. If somebody is and here's. You know, I love that uh, we always just fly off the handle with this shit. We don't prepare anything like that. And part of that comes with us having to admit when we're wrong about something and be honest uh, with stuff that we recognize self-awareness wise. Not too long ago on a a recent episode when Sal was talking about ketogenic, uh, I literally listened to the episode again. I heard myself uh, telling calling him out and saying he's ridiculous. I would never give up carbohydrates because I consume four to five hundred grams a day. and, And I look how great I look. And that, and I thought to myself, what a, what a addict I am that I would, that was my response was because I can, and because I do all that. And oh look at me that I would not even take away that. Like, how do I not know that my, I have not created this addiction with this food and have I ever really challenged myself to eat without it? And how would my body feel? And it was completely, uh, totally shattered my paradigm. And I think that's, uh, something that that person has to be open-minded enough to allow that to happen. If you don't see that you have an addiction and you have a problem, you're not going to convince them. They do. Trust me. They're just, you're going to, you're going to piss them off and you're not going to have a friend anymore. If you keep telling them that, you know,
0: no, I, I, one thing that I would do with the, with the the people who have, you know, severe food addictions is I help them search. Uh, what is the feeling that they're looking for that they get from food? What do they get from food? So sometimes it's anti-anxiety. I, I get stressed out. And when I eat, uh, it calms me down. Other times is it's a reward. They like th- they like to eat at the end of a, a hard day's work. They like to eat, you know, a piece of pie or whatever because it feels like a reward. Other times is it helps them uh, distract them from stresses in their life. Whatever the case may be, is I help them replace the the food with something else that gets those same feelings. So if I'm eating at the end of the day as a reward, well, let's think of a different way to give you a reward. If I'm eating because it helps them with stress, then let's find a tool. To help you with stress before we deal with the food aspect of it, because if we don't get that root, uh, that those root issues, it's very, it's it's one of the most impossible addictions to break. It's very, very difficult. Even gastric bypass, bypass surgery, this is where they remove the vast majority of your stomach, and you're you're forced to eat less. Like you can't eat anymore. There's people that I know personally it's still find a way that have gained back a shit ton of weight yeah. because over time they've stretched out that little tiny pouch of a stomach they have left because they did yeah. not deal with the root causes of their addiction to food. So number 1, look at the root causes. Why am I eating this? Why am I eating this way? What are the things in my what is it yeah. making feel better? And now let me find something else to replace that. And number 2 is then I teach people to uh, become addicted to the feelings of eating healthy um, only because addicts tend to be, have that kind of personality where they get addicted to things. So I, you know, I get them to, I get them to start enjoying the flavors of different vegetables and really get into that mental space. Uh, also get addicted, you know, strength- Understand how you feel when you eat healthy. Now focus on that feeling and and how you want that feeling again. And I'm trying to work with their their psyche to get them to to break that addiction. It's almost
1: it's almost exactly the same how you would wing someone off of drugs. Mm. When you're winging them off the drugs, you're trying to teach them the finer things of life and why why life is so great. It's you you can be sober. Look how fun this is when we come here when you're sober too. Actually, there's actually those same things. The same concept is with a food addict. That's why it's the parallels are ridiculous. It's just as bad and it's just as dangerous and it's killing more people than any other anything else we got going on
3: Papa Stees is asking about forward shoulders apparently he has a very uh, big problem with that should he wear one of those braces to train his shoulders to stay back? Uh, one, okay, so, of those,
1: one of those braces that you see in the uh, magazines in the airplane. Yeah. So okay. he's talking. Have you ever about,
0: seen anybody wear those? I, you know, um, I don't know if I have. I don't think they'd wear it on the outside of their shirt. Yeah, Maybe people do. It, yeah. So here's what what he's talking about. He's talking about uh, they look like they're like made They're like straps you put their, They tie around your shoulders, it's a bro. It's like a yeah. It's like a backwards Man-bra. bra Man's and it yeah, pulls man-zeer. and okay. it pulls the shoulders back and it places you in proper posture. So here's what happens. Somebody with really bad forward shoulder, like this gentleman who just asked, puts one of these on and is like, whoa, I feel so much better. I can move my arm better. My shoulder pain is gone. Everything feels better. And this is true. You will feel better because now Mm -hmm. you're being artificially placed in a position that's more... that's. More beneficial to the shoulder. Neutral right. spine alignment. Here's the problem. The problem is is you've replaced all those muscles that are supposed to do that for you yeah. and you've, you've put... You've given the job to somebody else. And you've, Yeah, you've given it to a strap and here's what's going to happen. So you're wearing a man's ear forever. You're, exactly. Mm. Your forward shoulder is going to get worse and worse yeah. and worse over time because those muscles get very weak. It's no different than wearing a cast on my leg and then taking the cast exactly. off uh, you know, a week later and then my leg muscles have atrophied. It's the same exact thing. One of the worst possible things you could do is artificially place yourself into a better position with some kind of a of a brace yeah. and th- and this is there's even an argument against certain orthotics you like know in shoes and- uh you you guys are familiar with orthotics oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's even some debate about there's that lots of debate about that because oh, yeah. it does place your foot in a particular position and it benefits the rest of your body However, the foot continues to get weaker and weaker, mm-hmm. and I've seen arguments on both sides because one side says, "Well, you're going to wear shoes anyway, so it doesn't matter," right. and the other side says, "Well, it's better if you get the foot strong or whatever." The best possible scenario you could possibly be in is where your muscles do the jobs that they're supposed to do, and yes. you require zero external force. That's what you want. That's then what you won't be
2: dependent on it. So you know you got to go through the rehabilitative, you know, steps where you know we address that issue and we strengthen the muscles that are going to pull you back. And, uh, you know, that's where you need to focus. You can stretch and, you know, stretch that chest out and get, uh, you know, get that more mobile and, and try and try and get it to that point where you can you can retract and you can Uh, you keep that shoulder in a good neutral position.
1: Well, this is the type of person that would love to see, and I don't know if they have it or not. If they're going through, but uh, you know, see them go through maps, performance, green maps, perfect. You know, this is a perfect person that uh, going through that program. I would love to see how much that changes your issue before you try to decide to you know crutch it. Well, it's
0: designed to make you move better. Period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that just getting someone to do that and maybe using mods, you know, that are related specifically. It just becomes
2: a focus that's very concentrated on issues like this, like that are, uh, you know, detracting you from, you know, optimal movement. And, you know, like in a sense, a lot of people are not achieving the gains they're desiring because these joints aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so this is, these are some things that we really address in performance program.
0: Yeah. Forward shoulder is, uh, very bad for the shoulder joint. The scapula is forward. It's typically elevated. You get impingement issues, you get, Inflammation at the top of the bicep tendon. Um, then you have the the external internal rotator, you know, muscles or stabilizers, aren't working very well. So you get rotator cuff type tears. It's just a bad position to always be in with your shoulders. So you want to be able to have that strong, you know, mid, you know, mid back and the strong scapular depressors. There's another one. See, mm. when people have forward shoulder, they also tend to shrug their shoulders a lot. They go hand in hand uh, as the upper trapezius tra- attempts to stabilize a forward shoulder. It'll tends to contract or stay tight. So just doing rows wouldn't fix this. The problem is if this guy goes in the gym and then goes to do rows, he's going to row in a way that's going to favor his imbalance. He's
1: going to row. He's going to do a bunch of bicep curls. You know,
0: he's going to do he's gonna do biceps and lats. His, right. forward, his shoulders will remain forward. His lats will contract. He'll pull up, and then he'll get a lot of elbow extension. What he What you would want to do, what he would want to do is use a cable, probably sit up, use a cable row so he's not bent over, and what would be ideal is if he could have a friend stand behind him and grab his shoulders and help him place himself in position when he lifts the weights, and then have the friend let go while he try to hold that weight in that position, mm-hmm. and then let the weight come forward, and then repeat. Or even having someone just touch the middle middle of his back right, to remind so focus him focus point where yeah. to squeeze. But don't shrug. Don't shrug your shoulders. If you got forward shoulder, you're trying to correct correct that by you know bringing the shoulders back. Also at the same time, bring them, you're bringing them back,
2: bring them down, do what's yeah. called retraction and depression. Retraction and depression. If you want to, you know, get further and like focus on your posture, like one good method I'll use with that is just, you know, doing farmer walks and keeping those shoulders, you know, retracted fully and then depressed. It really helps to kind of remind, you know, your shoulders that this is, this is a way that we're stabilizing everything.
0: Yeah. It makes a, it makes a, a, a tremendous difference. So, Again, if you have an imbalance uh, or a tightness in one area, strengthen the opposing area, but do it in a way uh, where you're, it's placing you in that better position. Don't just do the exercise and assume it's correcting the imbalance, like we said, like a row. Um, go to go on mindpumpmedia.com. Do me a favor. Go on there. Check out the testimonials. Awesome stuff. Um, and check out our store. We've got some cool apparel now that you can buy from us. Uh, we've got map shirts. We have uh, an awesome Angry Mike mug. Which uh, apparently makes your coffee anabolic. They just did a study on this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you drink coffee out of this mug, you grow massive, uh, massive muscle. You muscles. might hear Adam's voice. <laughs> Leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. And you can find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find Adam
3: at mind pump Adam. Thank you for listening to mind pump for more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam and Justin visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is mind pump.